Talking. Talking. Talking shop. Be good. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we won't touch anything like, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, we had bought those Tim Hortons birthday ones or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, how are, oh, I guess I was gonna say. Well, how I didn't. Them, you didn't. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't like them, so oh. those went. Those went in the garbage. Any box of cereal that's like two ninety nine still in like this day and age of inflation, it can't be good. No. Like Cap- <laughs> Captain, although Captain Crunch is miraculously like a tiny box is worth like six bucks because there's like I don't know why it's that's got to be the most sugary cereal of them all. I, I've tried that in the past, and I found, like, it was, like, cutting the inside of my mouth. Yeah, oh, yeah. What, what, whatever it's made of, it's, like, chewing on, like, sharp shale rocks or something. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's actually one of the most uh, commonly, uh, common reviews of Captain Crunch is the, the cutting of the inside of the mouth. That's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. You are, you are correct with that. Absolutely. That's not that's not true, is it? No, it is. Yeah, like oh, I, it, oh really? I remember we used to joke about that all the time in high school because we used to like eat it, and I'd have like sleepovers with my friends and all that. We'd always have like that shit cereal, so we'd get Captain Crunch and be like, "Oh man, watch it! It's gonna cut your mouth." Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I I thought that was just my my perception of it. No, definitely not. No, no. It's a. I've never heard of it be referred to as shale rock before. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, shale's usually. Uh, going to cut you if you're say you're hiking or whatever and you slide down a shale slide or something you're gonna end up sliced up right so yeah that's right what do they call it going down the chimney when you do like the uh when you fucking slide down the uh the cut bank or whatever yeah yeah going down the chimney that's yeah that's never good never a good time yeah you can't you can't side hill gouge on our shit yeah yeah exactly yeah right yeah yeah not gonna happen It'll uh, it'll gouge you. It the mountain gouges back. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. How speaking of it, mountains, how was your guys' uh, uh, mountain trip there with the? It was good. Yeah. yeah. We yeah we we saw lots and uh, I mean it. There's so much to do in that area, and you kind of gotta pick and choose because everything takes time, right? Yes. Yeah. For sure. It's, like we went. Where did we go? We uh. Was that the first day? Yeah, the first, well, yeah, kind of our first day we went to Lake Louise. And then we drove all the way up to the chalet, only to find that there was no parking because we were too late. Oh, yeah. So yeah. so then we, we didn't want to go to the overflow parking, which was past uh, Lake Louise and back down on the highway. So we stopped at the Tourist Info, and there was just happened to be a couple parking spots there, and we caught a bus up. Oh, okay, and yeah. And then we hiked from there up to Lake Agnes, and that was basically enough for me. It's it's uh, it's pretty steep, and I mean, there's a lot of people only making it to Mirror Lake. I don't know if you've hiked up there or not. No, it's one of the. Uh, I've always wanted to uh, to hike in that that region, but not really. Like I've done um, in around Lake Louise. Like I've like in the springtime, I always like walk across Frozen Lake Louise, which is amazing. That's that's really cool to do. Uh, but I've never actually oh, done yeah. the, the hikes off of it though. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it's fairly steep. Like it cuts, it does cutbacks and stuff like that, and it's quite steep. I mean, we had to make multiple stops for, you know, we had something to eat on the way up, and then you get to this first lake called Mirror Lake, which is beautiful. And but they don't they don't post like how far away you are. There's no 
like mile markers or anything like that. And uh, I think a lot of people make it to mirror like and say, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sure, you know? sure. Especially when but you don't that, have markers, like it kind of, you just like, how freaking long are we going here? Yeah, I mean, you basically have to take other people's word for it that might be coming down, and, and they say, like, oh, it's not that much further. It's like, yeah, yeah. Know, what's what's not that much further? Yeah, yeah, that's always relative term, right, for some people. That much further is, like, three kilometers, which is, like, another 45 minutes. Yeah, which, you know, yeah, that's still a long time, especially when yeah. you have kids kids and stuff with yeah, you. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. But we got, to the, we got to the top, and there's the tea house, and then – from there, had I been, you know, had I been alone or single, I probably, well, and younger and in better shape for that matter. <laughs> if all, of, if all of those were the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's some criteria here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have probably went to what they call little beehive and big beehive. Cause I took oh, a, yeah, okay. I, I took a picture and you can see the people standing way, way up on the, on the very top of the peak. Oh, cool. And I'm, and I and I guess you can actually walk up there. It it takes a long time. There's like cutbacks, steep cutbacks all the way up, but you don't have to rock climb or anything, right? Oh right. Oh interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder how much longer yeah. it would take to get up there. Uh, it's about th- three or four hours there past, I think. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah. a bit of a hike for sure. No, yeah, cool. it's yeah. gonna take. It. I mean, you want to leave in the morning and and get up there and get back down. So. And now, as I understand it, they're getting smoke, and we were yeah. fortunate enough. We were fortunate enough, like when you passed through there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it was smoky in Canmore where we stayed, and the, the next day it was clear. So uh, wind had come and cleared everything out. So we had like a just a float on the river for the kids, and we went to Johnson Canyon, and yeah, I mean. There's so much driving and finding parking and so, just trying to ch- choose what to do. It, I mean, you can't do that many things. So right, yeah. So uh, yeah, for sure. It's um, I was I drove back. Obviously, uh, you know, I was just got back from BC a couple days ago. Anyway, so uh, it was man, it was getting really bad. The smoke around, specifically around the Okanagan, and the Okanagan had like another COVID outbreak. So the masks are mandatory there again, and. And oh. all this stuff. So it was really starting to change and, and all that. But so on my drive homeland, like for, like I've never seen so much smoke, even in 2019, I think was the last bad fire season. And like you can, you know, barely see across the lake kind of thing from like Lake Okanagan and Lake Okanagan's not a, you know, it's a pretty narrow lake. So to be able to like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not right? wide. You can see no. the opposite shore. Easy, yeah, so. quite easy. So you couldn't even see that. And <clears throat> the, uh, the area I drove kind of around salmon arm. There's either a way that you can, uh, when you're driving north, you can, yeah, you can go through like Mara Lake and uh, Mabel Lake and all that area. And that whole highway was closed off because of the fires getting so close to it. So you had to get, kind of detour in around Salmon Arm. And just driving through there was like freaking, looked like the zombie apocalypse or something. It was just so kind of fog with smoke and just kind of eerie looking. And I'm like, you could barely see across the lake. And yeah, it was, it was a, kind of a weird drive. And that was basically the whole way. I'm like, man, I'm just going to drive until I get out of the smoke, which basically didn't happen until I was in like Calgary. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, But uh, it wasn't too, too bad, like around Banff, but it kind of like does take away from Like I was going to camp that night, like the last yeah. night, but I was like, cause I got to dead man's flats, like kind of by Canmore there uh, pretty early, probably like, I don't know, two o'clock or so. 
So I was yep. like, um, so I'm like, ah, you know, cause after that, it's about seven hours of driving. I'm like, yeah, I could just camp here for sure. There's a nice campsite right on the bow river and all that, but it's like, it kind of takes away from it when it's all smoky and like, you can't really see the, you can kind of see the mountains, but not really. And it's just like, you know, the smoke kind of gives you like that mild headache the whole time you're in it kind of thing. Yeah. So, but, um, what else I mean, that's what, that was our concern when we went to Banff or to Canmore and then Banff and Lake Louise was that we get there and then it was so smoky like when we were texting back and forth on the drive there yeah yeah that yeah like your vacation is kind of almost ruined because the whole idea of going to uh canadian national park or whatever is to see the, the scenery yeah yeah exactly. the outdoor and then and like you say then you go to camp and you're sitting in the smoke like it's a war zone so <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I kind of took away, so I ended up just driving all the way in. How is it like? Is Johnston Canyon? Isn't that whole highway like Highway ninety? What the heck is it? Ninety three? No, Highway one A, right? Is that is that isn't that just like for cyclists now? Like, how did you guys get in there, or, or do they allow traffic no. in there? No, there's there's a how do I how do I describe this? There's there's a exit on the. Uh, west side that you're supposed to get to johnson canyon but they have it closed for some reason so you have oh. to drive you have to drive further northwest to lake louise oh okay and, okay and then you have to take a, a detour to castle castle mountain junction right yeah oh, okay right. The, okay the junction and then you have to drive back but, yeah but it's not it's not really not that far but i think it's far enough that a lot of people we're steering clear of it because it's just more driving. I mean, it was busy there, but it could have been far busier. Yeah. And it was a really, it was a really nice hike in there too. Oh, right? I love and that hike. It's usually it's so not, busy though. So that's nice that it's, if it's a little bit more mellow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little more, I mean, there was lots of people, but not as many as I expected. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you know how that trail can get cause it's so oh. narrow, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Especially cause there's a, they, they have it kind of like, on some of those areas where it's all like um, not caged off, but you know what I mean. Like there's the uh, the railings and all that. So yeah, it does get quite narrow when you yeah, get on a bunch of yeah, because of the ro yeah the rock cuts and everything. Yeah, basically, yeah. Y y there's only one way through there. You're either walking in the river or walking on the wall. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's a, it's I've I've always liked that hike quite a bit though for sure. Johnston Canyon is a classic. We didn't get to the ink pots. Uh, no, I've never we, gotten that far either. I usually just... Oh, you haven't? Okay. Yeah, I just get to kind of where that waterfall section is and then turn around from there. Yeah, we went to the upper falls and then and the kids were getting tired and I, there was there's quite a few horse flies around and I was just like... Oh, shit. You know, yeah. I'm just like going, we're not going to the ink pots because I had a look at the distance on the board and I was like, we're not doing another... Uh, they classify it as a blue square. When oh, yeah fairly difficult and to the upper falls it's like a green uh green circle and i was like we're not doing any squares today because my legs have had it anyway yeah so. right yeah no yeah. kidding no kidding no it's a uh, yeah, nice area i ended up doing that on the way so that night yeah because i was kind of passing through like when you guys were just getting settled i ended up getting to um just around like rogers pass so there's a couple campsites uh just down from there I can't pronounce the uh, the name of it. It's like some. It's like a native name, like Ely something or other Siliwat, and it's a. Uh, it's right by. I don't know if you're. Yeah, you might be familiar with the area. There's like a campsite called Loop Brook Trail Campground. What is this? Which side of the Rogers Pass? Ah, uh, so when you're coming in from Edmonton, it would be on the left side of the highway. 
No, no, but I mean, is it on the e- is it on oh. the eastern or western side of Rogers Pass? Oh, uh, western. So you've already done like you know the Rogers Pass kind of a guest area, oh. and then you go down that really steep hill. It's okay, like yeah. they're basically right at the bottom of that really steep hill. Like, there's like a couple turnoffs that. Uh, so before Sycamore's then. Yes. Yeah. It's like literally right. Like you know what I'm talking, right? Like the Rogers Pass, like actual site, like where there's like the guest area and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you take that really steep hill. It's like literally right at the bottom of that that hill. So it's basically a part of Rogers Pass, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a while since I've gone through that area because when I used to live in the Kootenays, I'd take the Rogers Pass all the time. But now we don't really have a reason to go through there. Uh, into BC previously, we'd go through Jasper and through Valemount and oh, down. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so I stayed there and, um, it was funny cause like that whole area is like kind of like a rainforest, eh? They say it's like, so they actually, I was able to have a fire, but of course I, like, I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, man, I'm going into BC where there's like so many wildfires. I'm like, I, I thought there'd just be fire bands throughout, but the guy's like, actually, no, like there's this kind of like a rainforested area. So you can actually have one here. And I'm like, what the hell? So, but I didn't That's bring a hatchet weird. or anything. Yeah. It's a really good campsite though. It's cool, but kind of like an eerie night, you know, had that like orange, that kind of bright orange sun because of all the smoke and uh and i yep. guess there's been um it was it was kind of weird because like there's this whole area called glacier house which is just a uh the old ruins of um well above uh, like a hotel of like years past called uh glacier house um, aptly named and it was a uh, sort of a tourist destination created by like the cn railway that had kind of finally gone through there so it was i think in 1894 it was like a big big deal so it's kind of got like the old foundations and a couple of the other like parts of the hotel just sort of you can like walk around it which is always weird right because it's like you know the old it's like th- like the Outlook Hotel in uh, yeah. the Shining, the yeah. Shining or something out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but it's like it's like even more broken down than that. Like it's just literally just some like chunks of foundation and and there's like an old boiler or something that's like it's just kind of weird to walk up on though, right? It kind of makes you it gives you like the Blair Witch vibe kind of, and yeah. then uh, and then you walk by there's like this tent, this um, it's like Canada Parks tent that's set up, and I'm just kind of like, oh, what's with a bunch of t- like a table and all this i'm like i was kind of half expecting there's somebody to be there i'm like what the hell is this all about souvenir stand or what it was really weird because <laughs> right in the middle of the woods and uh and but it was uh it was basically like um like a big whiteboard with a bunch of pictures of like grizzly sightings in the area and oh. uh there was actual like trail trail cam footage of the of the bear in that exact tent that i was looking at i was like whoa okay <laughs> that's good so i started kind of like looking around i'm like what the f- and then uh, there's a you white... you are here yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right and then uh, and then the, these there's a whiteboard with a whiteboard pen out and then you're supposed to just uh, basically write down your sightings because there's tons of trails off of there that looked great and I was about to do one and then I'm kind of reading the whiteboard and it was like all for the month of July and it basically had a sighting every day including four or five sightings like in the campsite I was staying. Like actually oh. for the bear, like a grizzly coming into the site. And then, uh, and then the, the one, the trail that I was about to do, uh, that night there had been a sighting on that exact trail earlier in the morning. So I'm like, yeah, oh God. you know what? Maybe I'll do Cause you know, I guess it's different if you're kind of with a group or you got a couple people with you at least. Right. But I'm like, well, there's some no- noise at least noise right? and all that. So, but when you're by yourself and I don't know, there was literally nobody else on the trails at the time. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll probably, I just did like the glacier house walk, which was just, uh, you know, five minutes around the, these ruins basically. 
And then I'm like, yeah, I'll be heading back now, especially after I saw that like prominent sort of grizzlies in the area. Here's some pictures of them, like <laughs> where you're standing currently, like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, so I was, uh, it was a, it was a pretty cool night, but um, yeah, I kind of kept it close to the campsite after I saw all that. Yeah. You don't want to be food. No, that's for sure. no, I'd rather not. And the thing is about that area too, there's a couple things. There's like, because there's so many raging rivers and creeks and everything in the area, it basically takes away your, your sense of, of hearing, right? Where normally you could hear something bashing through the woods or whatever, but it's like the, uh, the river that goes through there or the mountain Creek is, is pretty, you know, especially this time of year, like, you know, Rogers pass. I mean, it takes basically until the end of June, early July to start really melting all that snow up there. Anyways, like when I drove through there, right, yeah. the end of May, there was still snow banks that were like, you know, five feet tall on the side of the, and that was like, you know, late May, early June. So, uh, you know, it's obviously all this glacier melt and all that. So like the, uh, the rivers coming off the, off the mountains are like pretty raging. Like, so all you, that's all you can hear is just like, a so you can't hear it like something could be right, but the right fucking behind you and you wouldn't hear it at all. And vice versa for the bear. Like, obviously they got a bit much better sense of smell and all that. But I mean, you could probably like walk into each other uh, a lot easier up there than you could anywhere else. Right. Just because like you can't hear anything other than the, well, the river. And a, and a grizzly's not going to hunt you down anyways. Well, that's that's when you're going to end up dead is you startle it and right. you walk right, right, right into it, especially if it's cubs or oh, something. Man. Gonna yeah. be in so much trouble. So yeah, no, I was uh, I was not going to risk that. I'm like, nah, yeah, I'll go back to my site. The site was really cool. That had like a creek right off of it, and yeah, it was it was nice. It was a good good spot for the night for sure. And then and then did you go up to Prince George the next day? Then or, uh, sorry, this was this was on the way back or on the way there? On the way there. So like as we okay. you and I were kind of texting, I kept driving obviously, and you guys got situated, and I think in Canmore that first night. And then, uh, so that's where I stopped that night. And I ended up going into, uh, the Okanagan cause uh, I don't really go to Prince George very much. Um, cause like, it's just, yeah, my mom lives in by Penticton now. So, and, uh, oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I was heading there and then it went down to uh, North van for a few days and then ended back up. So, but yeah, no, it was a good trip and yeah, back, back in town. And I guess, yeah, we'll get to get started on the old summer of grunge here around, around B. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get going on. I, 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 we got a new. We we moved from. Like we originally had a Protectron alarm system that obviously got bought out by ADT, and now ADT became Telus. Oh, okay. Sure. And, and I, I was talking to my neighbor. He goes, "Well, I got a package deal." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Well, we don't have TV, but I'm like, we have unlimited internet. Plus, we have a landline." And then we have Kudo phones, which are essentially a subsidiary of Telus. So I phoned them up. I'm like, hey, I go, I'm paying like over 40 bucks a month for your security. And I said, can I get a discount? Because I said, other people get package deals and I've got nothing. Right. So yeah, yeah. so they took $15 a month off my 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 monthly billing and brought in all new equipment. Oh, so wow. now I have so now I have a doorbell cam, I have a brand new panel, and then they just switched out all of our contact points for windows and doors and stuff like that. Oh, wicked. But uh, I had to move all my hot toy figures off the top of my cabinets so this guy could get in behind my cabinets to do the one contact on the basement window. Right. And I was like I was like, "Oh, man." So 
I, I had just left it for overnight because the kids had a little uh, friend over and they had slept in the basement uh, for a sleepover. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, so then I like dicked around all day yesterday. Nine o'clock at night, I'm like going, okay, I'm going to start doing this reposing and moving everything. Yeah. And that's, that's why I was up so late. But I, it gave me a chance to listen to quite a few of the uh, quite a few of the albums and, and that that were in the previous bracket. I don't know whether they're all in this bracket that we're taking on today. Oh, okay. Like the ones but, we did the last episode, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. Uh, we're we're going to keep going on, on like the first rounders for sure. We'll come back to those for sure though. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, it gave me a pretty good firm idea of who's going to be at the very end, which yeah. I, I probably, which I probably kind of already know, but I mean, it just kind of solidified it. So yeah, for sure. I get you. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Nice. Okay. Did you uh, did you listen to any of the ones that we're doing today, or did you? Oh, yeah. I guess you probably don't know which ones I, we're doing. Today. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, okay. And I, I I ended up listening to Soul Asylum last night too, and I was like, I'm like, we didn't have Soul Asylum, and I said I didn't even bother looking on my phone. I was too busy, but I don't even know whether they were in the Seattle grunge era. I know they're not from Seattle, but right were, were they were they big during that time? Oh, uh, yeah, they would have been. Um, I want to say like that. Uh, what was that one song? There was Runaway Train and then uh, Misery or whatever. The yeah, um, yeah, Asylum. Let's look it up. I know they had been they had been around a long time. Yeah, Runaway Train got a Grammy Award for '93 for best song. Crazy. Oh, so they were around. They were in the same era. Then. Yeah. Well, it's years active, 1981 to present. Wow. So they're still going. They're as old as me. They're 40 years old. That's crazy um let's see what they're considered as far as yeah they are considered grunge so i mean maybe we mm. sh- maybe we should try sneaking them in there uh, oh, i don't know i i don't know if we have to i just i listened not to that album that we you just mentioned the singles from but the yeah. one right the one right after that which is a really good album as well and and i was like thinking i'm like going i'm like are they even in like grunge or, or in that yeah. era i'm like going did we kind of completely miss them or i what? think we did yeah because so. <laughs> they yeah, i mean they have the uh the, the producer butch vig who is like a huge uh oh yeah he was in the uh the band garbage as the drummer he was also the producer for nevermind so he was uh he's a big he's got fingerprints all over the the grunge scene butch vig um, he was in, he was in garbage yeah he was the drummer in garbage or he is the drummer in garbage yeah Oh wow! Which is another that. band. Now that we're kind of like talking about all these bands, we're yeah, kind of like f- that we've forgotten, eh? But yeah, it's okay. We've committed. Well, we can have them in a pinch if that one of them isn't fitting in there. We can just uh, yoink them and, and put them in. Yeah. So Soul Asylum '95 was the uh, "Let Your Dim Light Shine," which had um, Misery and uh, yeah, just, Runaway Train. Yeah, run, I believe Runaway Train. Maybe not, but uh, here, let me look because Runaway Train might have been the uh, the previous album. I guess, yeah, I can open up my phone here. I'm not helping yeah. you out very good here. No, the, uh, it looks like Runaway Train was the previous album, actually. But yeah, Misery, that was like the big, the big, the big uh, hit for that one. But okay, the, we'll keep the, it in the, mind. The other one that I, I just want to look up the album of the one I listened to last night. I mean, you, you can keep talking. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious about mm-hmm. the one I listened to last night and the singles, if you recall. Is that the uh, one that had Runaway Train? Or is that even earlier? Uh, 
Well, I don't know. They've been around for so long. I haven't got a clue, to be honest. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, they looks like they've been basically putting out albums like pretty much every couple of years for like 40 years, which is craziness. Definitely worth so, the... Yeah, 84, 86, 86, 88, 90, 92, 95, 98. Then a big gap, 2006. So obviously they kind of... Yeah, it took about eight years off, and then another big gap, 2012. Yeah, so, you know, there's some pretty big gaps, uh, but, you know, in their second, the latter half of their career, but uh, they're, they're still well, putting I think, stuff out. I think most bands start to kind of, once they've established themselves a lot yeah. of the time and, and made their money, they usually take a bit of a, a break, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then they can come back and what's old is new again. Okay, so you're, yeah, the one with Runaway Train is... Uh, Grave Dancers Union. Right, from 92, 93 or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the one that you're talking about is Let Your Dim Light Shine. And where's the track listing? Jesus, I got to go get my glasses because I can't see. Okay. But, but Let Your Dim Light Shine does not have Runaway Train. That's the one I just mentioned, the Grave, what did I say, Grave Dancers Union? Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. But um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's take a quick uh, quick break here. We'll start the the uh, ten albums. <laughs> 